Hello and welcome to the Stringers Podcast number four. I don't have a quippy movie reference for the fourth one, but it's one more than three and next week will be five and I'm happy with four. This week we are excited to welcome my good friend Emily Agard onto the show. She works with MLC Live. You can find her on Twitter at Emily Agard and on Instagram at Emily Agard. She, uh, among other things, is a massive, massive Foo Fighters fan. And so if you know anything about me, you know that it's exactly why I wanted her in, especially given the fact that they just released their most recent album. But first, Kylie. Yay. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. This is a different setup for us because right now, instead of having mic stands <laughs> and being at a boardroom table, I just have like the mic to, m- I'm holding it. And so it's it so we're, strange. We're like two MCs with no DJ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got going on this weekend? This weekend, um, on Friday, Oktoberfest. Oh, everyone German loves Oktoberfest. Yes. But this year it's a little different um, on Saturday. So it's happening on Friday as well. But on Saturday, they have an all-ages kind of event, so f- families can go. Um, it's on Saturday during the day, so nighttime, just, you know, get a babysitter <laughs> or drop them off on the street. Can I tell you the craziest story? <laughs> so when I was like 19 years old, just outside of high school, I went back to my hometown because I was already living in downtown Toronto, yeah. and I went to Oktoberfest. <laughs> And I sat at a table and went picture for picture with my old phys ed teacher. Yes. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was probably the greatest night of my life. And then on Saturday, Nuit Blanche is back for the 12th Ooh, year. Ooh, I love Nuit yeah. Blanche. Yeah. I haven't gone in a couple years, but. Michael Always an exciting could. thing to do in yeah. Toronto. Oh, it's yeah. free. It is free. Which is one of my favorite things mm-hmm. about the whole the whole shindig and it also usually falls around my brother's birthday yeah, so you uh year in year out we used to do yeah. that together and if you're a night owl it's the best thing too yeah i don't yeah. sleep <laughs> <laughs> and then uh sunday this was a little interesting for me uh it's an influencer workshop uh it's 15 dollars, which is which kind of sucks but um i would love to to get sent stuff for free just because i put a post out online Right. To see yeah. how it happens. Yeah. Well, you know, what companies are really interested in exactly. and who they're targeting in order to be their influencers. Yeah. I have a couple of really good friends who uh, that it's not the backbone of their career, mm-hmm. but it definitely helps out. Oh, and, yeah. and they are now able to be picky and align yeah. themselves with the brands that yeah, really speak awesome. to them. That's a great yeah. weekend. Can I add a couple things? Sure. Go ahead. Maybe just one thing. It is just for laughs right now in the city of Toronto. <laughs> JFL 42. So if you don't have tickets yet, please pick them up. There's incredible acts night after night after night all through the city right through till September 30th. Jay Farrow, who I'm a huge fan of. I'm excited to see him come to Toronto. Uh, Mike Berbiglia, who I spoke about a couple weeks ago on the mm-hmm. podcast. I got tickets to go see him. And a whole whack of local talent. So JFL 42, support your local comedians. Because, you know, you might just see them on a Wicked movie one day and be like, hey, I helped them get there. But with that, it is time to go to the podcast. (laughs) The fourth. The one with Emily Agard. It's really exciting. And... We design our own festival tour. It's the best which, part. It's the best part. You won't understand until you get it. The Stringer Podcast number four coming your way with Emily Agard. But first, Kylie. Yes. What's your favorite band instrument? Guitar. It's not a band instrument. What's your okay, favorite what about the drums, band the instrument? Drums. That's percussion. What's your favorite band instrument? Uh, how about the sax? Yeah, the sax. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,
Crazy. Um, you know, actually, I don't want to take credit, but I pretty much started the Champagne Boys. So. Did you really? Yeah. What? If it wasn't for me, no one all hangs out. I'm the, I'm the the link. You're the OG. I'm yeah. the OG. Yeah. Okay. You gotta, wow. What's the origin story? It's I gotta way hear too this complicated. Now. And no, it's a not. bunch of you don't know. It just basically, I started hanging out with these two guys, and then all of us together all started. I was bringing in. I was basically the connection to everyone, so I knew. You guys don't know these people, so it's not interesting. But, but it like, is interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a creep, so yeah. and it's definitely interesting to me. <laughs> Uh, so like I know who Shane is, and I know Mike's your brother, so and, I and I know Birch. Yeah, so Shane and I went to high school together, so we're good friends. And so Shane's like one of my best friends, been one of my best friends for years. And then I'd be friend, like I started became coming friends with these other guys in Hamilton. We all played music together, and then and then you found Max, band. and then Max. So my my other best friend Dan was dating a girl at McMaster, who okay. was who was friends with Max, and then through me being friends with Dan, I brought Max into our group. And then Max, I don't know, just everyone gets connected. It's all through me. But I feel right. like every one of them would tell You're you the like same. You're like the link. I am the link. link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's official. You are the one. There can be I only am the one. one. You're yeah. the chosen one. I am one. the one, yeah. Oh. I can't explain it well, but I'll just have to like map it out at some point. I will say I'm very impressed with oh, the Champagne Boys. Hey. I'm a big fan. Too. You guys should like start your own merch line. <gasps> I will sell it. It's, virtual is all about the merch line. We, there's designs. It, it, it's being talked about. Yeah, hey, first, hi. So. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? <laughs> Good, thank you. It's kind of a soft start. So we just like, <laughs> we get going with whatever we talk about. I like uh, it. Champagne Boys. Yeah. So when you went down, you were down south of the border, just south of the border to see Arkells. I d- yes. And I reported back to uh, Greg right away. I'm like, oh, I'm like, Emily, who I hope is going to be on the podcast in a couple <laughs> weeks. Just spent the weekend going to see the Arkells. I Just shot, thought you should know. That's right. Love the Arkells. I, I live with Max. He's my roommate. What? Yeah, That's crazy, so right? Yeah. I was just merch. I stole this shirt from the living room. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I want to go see them again. Hopefully, in November. Yeah, we will see. We will see. We will see in November. Yeah, yeah. where where whereabouts? Uh, they just like announced a bunch of Canadian dates today. Yeah, they're all. Where, oh yeah, they're I think in it Ontario. Was in it's London, like, yeah. And that's like, right. Yeah. That's a show I need to see again. That's the one you got to go to. I yeah. definitely go to London, the Ontario. Is it? Is it at the? Is it the Beer Garden? Budweiser Gardens. Budweiser, Budweiser Gardens. Budweiser Gardens. Do you remember a long time ago when the Arkells opened up for them, Crooked Vultures? Yes. Hundred percent. Like, what a long way they've come. Yeah. That made me so I proud. Knew. Is it crazy? Well, they're that's actually my head. on that tour. They're bringing Matt Mays. Okay. And Matt Mays brought them out on tour. Like on the, like their second tour, like back when like Jackson Square was out, yeah. Damn. They toured with El Torpedo. Okay. Seven years. And then ago. now they're bringing Matt they're Mays bringing out. Him. Oh, that's adorable. It is adorable. That's I love dope. that. Our connection actually, the first time we ever worked together. Yes. Full circle. Yes. Arkells. I went up. Like, like you and I. You and I. What? I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we had worked around each other. I'm glad I can stump the guest. This makes me so happy. <laughs> we had worked around each other a lot, but never together. And mutual friend Mark Valena, who produced some of your stuff, you were doing an Arkell's interview, <gasps> and you needed an audio guy. I remember this now. And then yes. for I was actually a terrible audio guy. No, I, you were great. I had never. No, I kept banging the boom off the ceiling, 
And that's exactly not what you're supposed to do at all. I'm like, you have to really hold this forever. And Emily, you're a great talker. Like, you are just such a conversationalist. But my arms were tired. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't remember how long that interview was. Can I tell you something funny? Yes. Now that I remember that, I remember I was intimidated by you for the first by the, when I first met you. Oh, was I a dick? No, you weren't. I was. <laughs> That's my first fear. Everyone's like, you thought I was an intern. Julie said that a couple weeks ago. You thought I was an intern. You treated me like shit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, that was a good interview, though. That was fun. That was, I think that was my very first interview that I've ever done for MLSC. Really? Really? Yes. We'll see. Well, make it on your reel. Yes. Yeah. Will it make it on your reel? It will make it on my the reel. first one. Wow. Yeah. I want, this is actually so neat because this is why it's so neat. We've always had, we've always had a really good rapport, mm-hmm. but I don't actually know anything about you <laughs> at all. Okay. And what so do you want to know? I can like legit find it. Where did you grow up? Tell me about uh, what was, what was little Emily like? Oh gosh. Okay. So I am actually quite shy. I like, don't I'm, believe it. I'm not buying I'm, it. I am yeah. shy. Okay? I'm not buying it. Um, no, I'm going to tell you or else I'm going to put my fist <laughs> in your mouth. Yes, exactly. Uh, I know. I grew up in Brampton. I'm oh, still B-town. there. B-Town. Represent. B-Town. Yeah, right. I'm still there. I don't know if I'm ever going to leave. I will leave. Yeah. I will leave. <laughs> I need to leave. You commute in every day? I commute in every day. Oh, what a trooper. It's, it's, You're, I mean, I've been doing it. I did it all throughout university. Mm-hmm. Still doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. People. Uh, nah, it's yeah. a while. Do you drive in or do you do you Both. transit in? Both. Both, depending on the night. Depending on the night, if there's yeah. like a show happening, then I'll just I'll drive in. Or if there's a during the work week, I'll just take take the train in though. Take the train in. That's not bad. I you are I'm impressed. You're at the office more than I am. Like and I'll always come in and and you're like huddled there over your laptop, working away on probably 17 different projects. <laughs> And I only have to walk 15 minutes to get there. And you come in from B-Town. Yes. Holy smokes. Yeah. So so was was it little reporter Emily running around? What were you like? Were you, were you always talking to people? Were you, you said you were shy. So you weren't engaging in the public. Yeah. So when I was younger, I thought I was going to be a soccer star. Because I used to, I used to oh, be yeah. very athletic. Used to <laughs> be very athletic. Um did all the sports like soccer, volleyball, basketball, everything you can think of, baseball. Um, and then I got to high school and then I started doing kind of like communications mm-hmm. and doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I got really interested in that and went to school for it. Mm-hmm. Went to RTA. RTA. Yeah. Good old RTA. I RTA. love what year. Are you comfortable saying what year you graduated? Yeah, 2013. Was it? Wait, hold on. Was it 2013? 2013. It was 2013. So I'm trying... No. Okay. So I knew a group that was a couple years before you, but you would have been there. So I went in and helped... Okay, I was say it like helped. did you do like a practicum thing, like, like a final year thing? I say I helped very loosely. I went out and I had friends that were in RTA. So you got drunk. And <laughs> well, yeah. I just kind of like I don't know. You they may have asked my opinion. I don't even know if I did anything on it. I remember I saw their practicum piece before it went out, but I would like go hang out at the school, like that creepy guy that would hang out at a high school and try to sell fourteen-year-old cigarettes. <laughs> you like, did that in university. I was basically that guy for the university. I was. Too old to be there. I remember recording like this really funny Benny Hill like video oh, uh-huh. in the bot, like in the I don't know student center or something. But that was still I think a couple years before you. But you would have been there. Yes. And we probably crossed paths then. I probably saw you along the way and said I'd talk to her if she wasn't so, so shy. Well, that's why I, she was. That's why she was so. so in, that's why she was so intimidated in the interview because she's like, that's the guy who was selling smokes to all the kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh shoot! Like, oh shit! It's that badass. Yeah, yeah. He, campus. He, he might try to push yeah. something on me. How did he drag me down? Yeah. I gotta get away. Yeah. I 
Did you ever explore the <laughs> acting road? I did. I don't know if I like it. No. And I still don't know if I want to continue with it. Yep. Like I have an agent for stuff like that, yep. but I'm just kind of, I really want to focus on hosting. I find that people uh, in the entertainment industry are kind of lumped into three categories. Either I want to play myself. Yes. I want, or an exaggerated version of myself. I want to play someone else and mm-hmm. and completely erase who I am yeah. from the public eye. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to play anyone. Let me just hold the camera and let <laughs> everyone else do all that kind of junk because I just want to be behind the scenes. Totally. I shouldn't say that I don't want to be an actor though because I feel like you have to be a jack of all trades in, in this industry. Mm-hmm. Like you got to do everything. Or be willing to do everything. Or be willing to yeah. do everything. That's a good way to put it. But yeah, no, I think like I want to stick with hosting and on, on camera and that kind of... I want to play yeah. myself is yeah. what I want to yeah. do. You yeah. play an exaggerated version of, of myself who who is boisterous yes and alive but shy but yeah, shy she shy. leaves a little bit to mystery exactly you don't quite know who she is exactly what uh how did you get in so you're with mlc live right now yes is that right that is you a- were with live i get this confused all the time yes so there as is many live, people do i know where you're going with this there is live nation Yes. And there's MLC Live. Yes. And they aren't the same. They aren't the same. But you were doing both. I was doing both at one point. So Live Nation Live Nation fans is like a... You're a good buddy, Adam Virgil. Virgil, yeah. Yeah, so we used to work on it together. He's the one who actually hired me. He hired you? He's the reason why we are here and doing this podcast. What an (laughs) excellent hire. Uh, Yeah, no, so we, uh, we worked together on Live Nation fans in 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a personality-driven um, tool that mm-hmm. we used to, like partners would like jump on and we would do stuff on Twitter and just cover concerts and that kind of thing. But it was also like my personality. Mm-hmm. Whereas MLSE Live was like, Emily at work, but we're trying to get away oh, from that now yeah. and make it more like a... Emily at fun? Yeah. Is at fun a thing? <laughs> I mean... Could be. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Emily at fun. Emily at fun. That yeah. should be the name of my Dot new show. <laughs> there it it's is. our email address. It should, be the, com. it should be the name of the new show. Yes. And music was that. I feel like I'm telling your story for you. This no, is, tell this me. Is I like this. <laughs> yeah. I love no, this. No, I don't like this at all. I'm getting away from what I like to do. So Live Nation and MLC Live uh-huh. being kind of our music division, mm-hmm. or MLC is not my music division, mm-hmm. MLC's music division. Mm-hmm. My my, You work for my music my division. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Emily. You may kiss the ring. Um, was music always the avenue you wanted to chase? Yes, always. Always? Always. Were you in a band? I, Please say yes. I mean, I wasn't, but I'm a drummer. Hello. I feel like you knew that. Did you I, know that? I didn't know you were a drummer. Yeah. We've had we've had many conversations yeah. about drumming. Yeah, I still drum. What kind of drums you Not got? often, but I do. It's Pro, just, it's just a standard like five-piece. Oh, nice. Five-piece, eight-piece pearl set. <laughs> Maybe an eight-piece. Maybe yeah, an yeah. eight-piece. A couple roto toms. I good. suck at double kick. There's a fun fact. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of work. I definitely have broken sticks and it's been... Poked in my eyes. There's that. And but, when, um, when did that start? When did the drumming start? Oh, that start. That was because of my brother. So my brother is a. He used to play everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to just jam together in the basement. No way. Your we parents. Were, yeah, they, your parents let it. They they enjoyed it. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I was very fortunate as well because I had parents that I was 12 when I got my first drum kit. Nice. And and I think it takes a certain type of parent to allow their children yes. to bring these loud. Crash like we weren't good at it when we started. Like we were, you can't be good at drums yeah. when you start. Of you just you bang around on them. But I can just imagine now at my at my age, uh, coming home after a long day of work, and having 
your little shit of a son. I would kill him. Smash away at the drums <laughs> for like four freaking hours. I would strangle him. There's no way. I'm so tired when I get home from, yeah. from work and from, you know. And I had two parents let them do. Like, I, like both of them were cool with it, which is unbelievable. But what an experience it ends up being for a kid and, and able to explore music in a new way and yeah. a talent in a new way. Yeah. And, and then eventually make friends out of it. Totally. So my parents were the kind of people, especially my mom. My mom was the type of person to be like, okay, well, I would start playing things. And she'd be like, what, what were you playing? And then it's like, all of a sudden, my mom's the biggest Nirvana fan. And she's like, do you, can I borrow this album? Can I have, the, I'm, and I'll like go in her compartment, like in the car. You'll, you'll find like a Nelly CD. You'll no find way. like Nirvana. You'll see Maroon 5. It's like, what are you listening to? The most eclectic tastes yes. of any mother on earth. Yes. My mom was okay with a corn song, I remember. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, who's this band? And I'm like, yeah, you're not going to like them. Like, go, don't, I just had them on a mixtape because mm-hmm. we go camping in the summer and on the mixtape I had corn. And she was like, yeah, I think I'm okay with this. I'm like, no, 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 you shouldn't be. <laughs> Trust me on this. Like, yeah. I know the, the beat sounds great, but the lyrics, they're horrible, mom. You don't even want to get into it. I mean, corn's great. Corn is great. Corn. Freak on a leash. Song. That doesn't get old. It doesn't. Can we think of a second song by Corn? No, like, collectively. But, but like, actually, that's the thing. <laughs> that's yeah. what happens to me all the time. And I, and I wanted to throw in. I'm like, and then also, but that's what the internet for is for. <laughs> and uh, anyone who's listening, feel free to let us know a second Corn song that we should have most definitely known was there. Yeah. So you, your brother played everything. Yeah, he you played, started playing stuff. Yeah, he played the. He mostly played the guitar, and then mm. I would just jump on drums, and then we would try to out drum each other. He's like, "I'm the better drummer." I was like, "Nah, I'm <laughs> the drummer of this family." <laughs> Don't start with me. Don't I've got the lanky arms, bro. I am the Taylor Hawkins, and you can be the Dave Grohl. Thank you Whoa. so much. So you're saying Taylor's better than Dave? I mean, I... Uh, oh, yeah. Excuse- well, here we go. <laughs> here we <laughs> go. This, was, this was about to get really exciting, and then now my heart hurts. Um, no, I don't want to say and there, one is better than the other, but I just, I've always had a thing for Taylor Hawkins. Well, he's pretty hunky. It's blonde oh, hair. He smiles all the time. Shirt on. He smiles all the time. He has great hair. He has a Twitter account that's dedicated to his hair. Really? Really? Called, like Hawkins hair. At oh. Hawkins hair. That's does, a funny does guy. He operate, does he have a person that operates it or is it just it's a straight hair? Oh, I really hope it's him that yeah. does it. I know. It would make me feel so much better. It's verified. Yeah. Uh, massive bonding moment for you and I is when we realized we are kind of one and two on the Foo Fighters largest Canadian fan list. Yes. Uh, maybe in the world, but I just don't want to go up against the States right now. One and two. Yes. And the point, this is a very exciting week, and I kind of hoped that we could almost save this one more week, mm-hmm. but my schedule goes to shit, and I'm mm-hmm. not able to, and you were good enough to give me today, and that's amazing, but they have an album coming out. Yes. How do you feel about that? You're the guest. How do you feel? And you're the music expert. I am pretty pumped. So I will admit, when I first heard their single Run, have Mm -hmm. you guys heard it? Yes. So it's on the radio. It's everywhere. Um, I was like, what is this? This is interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I gave it a second listen. I was like, this sounds like old foo. It does. I like the screamo part. It reminds me of like their first album or their second album. Um, Yep. First two. I really, really like it. I really like it. I also like the music video. Have you seen the music video for it? I saw the music yes. video. Dave Grohl directed that video. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's Man, cool. He's just taking over the world one art at a time. Yeah, that's cool. He's, he's trying. Who's the new dude in the band? 
It's Pat, my question. What's Pat the, Smear? No, Pat Smear's been there forever. But know, there's but, another guy that they were uh, like, oh, he's the new member. Pianist. Like, is he a pianist? No. Keyboard? Electrical keyboard? I'm going to have to look this up. Because it, Kylie. Welcoming Kylie to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Our technical producer. Yeah. Also queen of everything Google. Members of the Foo Fighters band. And the nice thing about editing is that we can go from not having this to, to having, having this <laughs> in an instant not in an instant. Well, they because they re-added Pat Smear like two albums ago, right? They did because he, he left. They brought in Chris Shiflett, and then Chris. They're, now they're just like we're bringing Pat back. And then yeah. in that documentary, Chris was kind of Rami like, Rami Jaff. No, he's been there forever too. There's a new. I'm telling you guys, there's a new guy in the band. I read an article about it, and I was like, who is this? Well, how big is this band now? They're like eight members yeah. deep. Like, well, it would be yeah. Pat was five, five, and then the then Rafi is six, and that, so Rami, it would be seven Rafi. seven members. Seven members. Seven members now. <laughs> they're they're oh, kind of turning into Slipknot with like 19 people on, yeah. on stage. Who's also very nice, by the way. Are they? Slipknot. They are like, you would think that like you are about to die as they approach you. You're like, oh my God, this is this is it. This, we're done. Okay. Um, here are the members though that they have. <laughs> yes. So obviously Dave Grohl. Cut yes. right in. Nate Mendel. Yeah. Pat Schmier. Yep. Taylor Hawkins. Love them. Chris Shiflett. Yep. And Rami Jaffe. That is a lie. There are more members. <laughs> Wikipedia. We've got it. We've got to approach Wikipedia after you and me. We'll start a petition. We'll in. get them to change it. You, can, it is, you do it yourself. It's. I was going to say it's, it's crowdsourced, yeah. right? No, yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go there and edit it myself right after yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Just put up yeah. Yeah. Add my name. Blank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I know there's someone. Agard. <laughs> and I sometimes getting, Greg Beerman. Sometimes I stopped getting excited about Foo Fighter albums like five of them ago. I don't know how. Like how? Oh yeah. What is it about the new Foo Fighter stuff that I just found Dave Grohl just kind of lost it? It turned into generic like classic rock i get why you, was, yeah. i get why you say that because a lot of my fellow foo fighters friends are like that too it's sounds three almost F's. fellow foo fighters friends like yeah it just sounds <laughs> like it was like it's just a song i would have heard at 2 p.m on q107 you know i just feel like i have such a connection to the foo mm-hmm. fighters that i can't i can't help it it's yeah. like everything they release is like gold to me like oh my god there's a new foo fighter song i get it dave girl i get it. i think i always just like more like pop foo fighters like pop rock like cut shape nothing left to lose Yes. And then when they turned to like super rock, like we're rock and roll fighters, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of bored by this. Right. I'm hitting coming to the age where like listening to Q107 is more acceptable. So that might be, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like the coming of age story of them and me at the same time. Yes. And it's like, as I evolve through life, so do they. Yeah. And so the soundtrack of my life gets older sounding as I get older. So it all kind of fits. But I'm with them on that. I. It's something, it's just his voice. Just hearing him, I'm like, yes, this is something I have to listen to first. And then I just end up loving it. I end up, even if you're like, nah, at the beginning, eventually you're like, okay. okay. <laughs> I get it. I, I get can it. roll with it. I get it. I'm, a, I'm an unapologetic Weezer fan, like super fan. Ooh, so yeah. as much, a lot of people hate all their new albums, but their last album came out. It's like the third best album of all time. It's so good. And really? all my friends make fun of me for, yeah. It ex- Explains it's, the whole pop rock love, though. Yeah, yeah. Right? If I you say, like, I love the pop music. rock, yeah, yeah. and you're like, I love Weezer, it's because they kind of got more poppy as they, they went. poppy, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right? Yeah. They went a little, and I'm not holding it against them, because I catch myself humming Weezer tunes, oh, like, even the news, all the time. Totally. And also, they're, like, amazing live. Oh, they're the best. They are it's so much fun show. live. Oh, I've seen them so many times. They're the greatest band of all time. Yeah, they are very The second greatest band of all time. True, good point. Yeah. Foo Fighters, number one. Weezer, number two. This is like Diaries of 13-Year-Old Clay, though. 
like oh, straight yeah, up. This Greg. is everything I listened Those to. Those are my one-two bands. And, and if you throw in a little bit of collective soul into the mix, okay. that was my first live concert. What was your first live no, concert? No, I don't want to say it. Yes, I want to hear it. <laughs> okay, listen, if it's embarrassing, you give your first live concert because I can then tell you the first CD I bought and I think will okay. be equal in confessions. I want you to guess who you think it is and then I'll tell you. Like, are you going to make fun of me if I guess, like, really weird, though? No, no. Like, like if I, I have, say I have, I have Spice a, Girls. Oh, no. No, no, that's, uh, like, the same kind of... Genre? Yeah. Uh, S Club 7. No, I'll give you one more. Christina Aguilera. Close. Ooh, Britney, oh, Spears. Britney Spears? Yeah. See, there's nothing Which tour? That, Which though? tour? Oh, goodness. I don't even remember what tour. It was, like, it was when I was, like, in grade four. Okay. Wow. And that was a while ago. And it was at... Well, <laughs> at least three years. Yeah. It, uh, two years ago. Uh, what is now Budweiser stage. It was there. I was sitting in lawns oh, and wow. I was having the time of my life. I believe you. Yeah. A time, like Britney Spears. That would have been, like, first first album. That would been like first or second album. She's it, playing... it was definitely her first album. Yeah. 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 Ooh, the, before Ooh, the arenas. Not what bad. A show. Yeah. Wow. And then Lucky I saw Insync shortly after that and that <laughs> made my amazing. life too. Yeah. And, wow. and like they played the Rogers Center and they were on... Harnesses. Oh, like marionettes? Yes. Oh, they did the, like, like no strings attached thing? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And they like flew around the arena. It was oh, nuts. Oh, I'm so jealous. I reached, I remember hitting this point in high school because for a while I identified as punk. You know, you, you had to identify as something and I identified as punk and I played hacky sack and I sat in the corner and played my guitar and I had a mohawk for a while oh, what? and I had a tongue ring and an eyebrow ring. I identify with punk, damn it. <laughs> but then I hit actually I'm going to tell you this story but then I'm going to have my embarrassing confession afterwards Yes. but then I hit a point where I realized and I was probably in grade 11-ish I'm like wait I can like any music that's good Yes. Right. I can. Yes. I, I don't have to. I don't have to be confined by any one genre. And that's when I was like, "Yeah, Britney Spears. She's pretty good. I like her. She's pretty good." In sync. You know, those guys have some pipes. They can sing. They're pretty good. <laughs> some pipes. <laughs> but before, I think my identifying with punk was to kind of wash the shame away <laughs> from my first album, which my, is- my my first CD, which was Spice Girls, Spice World. Yeah. HMV delivered. I'm Thank so you for- proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I have to ask. I can sing all the words, yes. Okay. And, and do most of the dances. And <laughs> who was, who, which Spice Girl did you identify with, with the most? Or who was your favorite? Yeah. I always say the, <laughs> I'm turning this into a philosophical <laughs> thing. I always say, you know, the best stories are the ones that have different characters, which everyone can grasp onto for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I can say I didn't really identify with scary or sporty. Okay. But let's just say if either Ginger Baby or Posh asked me out, I wouldn't have said no to any of them. Pick one. (laughs) Victoria Beckham. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's mean, but... Yeah, I, I like love someone who's going to tell me off. I High think. five, Sporty no, was mine. I loved her. I really? Loved sporty yeah, I was so into Sporty, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the only guy that I know that's ever said yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, Sporty, take me. Everyone's always like, Ginger. <laughs> I know. Jerry Hallowell, I feel like she had a lot of baggage. Like, even at a very young age, mm-hmm. I just had this sense that if I dated Jerry Hallowell, this is coming from I mind. I love of a, this conversation. Like, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. If I dated Jerry Hallowell... At 12 years old, she would be the crazy one that comes kicking down my door at 3 a.m. because she thought 
her friend saw me at a party with who they thought was their friend's cousin. This is what you thought about when you, you were thinking, 12? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I hope girls look at me. I, didn't, yeah. I was like, I don't care. Please bang down my door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, baby, I don't know if I could take her seriously. Like, if you pick with the name lollipop? Baby, and you kind of have your hair in pigtails, you might have some daddy issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I don't know if this relationship is really going to work out, but Posh, you know, she had her own thing going. Yep. She she had her fingers in different avenues of business. Yeah. And she didn't need me there. That's what I think the core of this is, is I find myself attracted to people that don't need me there at all. And she didn't need me there. And so I'm like, Posh Spice... You're, you're the, the spice one. girl for me. You're the one. Yeah. So if you so were... shake it to the left if you're having a good time. Yeah, I... <laughs> now I have to ask, did you ever watch Spice World? No. That movie is awesome. It's so funny. Like, like how are we not friends? Oh, I don't know. How's this not happened yet? Um, yeah, it's great. Like, it's all the best, cheekiest British humor. Like, the best when they're just on a bus, like, oh, I need a fan right now. And they just bring in, like, screaming girls. And she's like, oh, I feel so much better. Yeah. Like, like, all those, like, stupid it's British really jokes. It's really good. Clay, that's out. your homework. It's great. You got to go home and watch Spice, Spice World. It's so good. I have it on yeah, VHS if you want. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. We just have to find a VCR. And True. we're set. All set. <laughs> Teleport yeah. back movie. to, like, 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's my first album. Yeah. I'm, I'm really watched. proud of you. Thank you very much. That I admitted it or that was actually my first album? Both. <laughs> Both. I don't think you should be ashamed to admit that. I'm, I've gotten over the idea of being ashamed to admit anything about music. Yes. Because first of all, they sold like a bajillion album. So I wasn't the only one. I may have been the only male. The songs are so good. But that's the thing about music. It's about identity. Yeah. Right? Can you identify with something they're saying or, or something in the music? And if you can identify with that, who's to take that away from you? It's true. I went through a phase like that too when I was in high school. I kind of like I listened. You were to like, a punk and had a mohawk. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I didn't have a mohawk, but I wore. What did I? I used to wear like these cuffs on my hands yes, and nice. very thick eyeliner. <laughs> and I used to wear like the choker, and I used to have bangs that covered one of my eyes. Oh, yes. I was one. Of, so I was emo, is what I'm emo. saying. Yeah. I used to listen to Taking Back Sunday. Like, I used to be a huge Foo Fighters fan, yeah. like Queens of Stone Age, Nine Inch Nails. I'm like that. I like that you went with TBS, and I was about to go with Trent Reznor, like. I'm like, oh, Trent Reznor would have loved you. And you're like, take it back Sunday. It's like the generation. I'm like, that's right. My little brother listened to them. No, I listened to TBS as well. Did yeah. you like Brand New? I loved Brand New. Do you new. like the new album? I haven't listened to their new what? album. It's pretty good. It's, not, it's a lot like uh, God and the Devil. Okay. It's good. My homework, Brand yeah, New. Brand New. There's also, I believe, a local band called Boys Night Out. I know them, yes. And they introduced me to the whole idea of a concept album Uh because they had this album start to finish where every song built to the story. Okay. And I probably listened to it hundreds of times start to finish because I was... And this may have been the birth of like my whole venture into film and stuff Mm -hmm. is I could picture the movie unfolding in my head and I wanted to shoot like an hour-long music video, which they now call films. And that's the end of the Stringer Podcast. Okay, everyone, thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much. And everyone everyone quietly reflects on their childhood and all their heroes (laughs) who have since left. (laughs) You get the opportunity to interact a lot with the bands that come through Toronto. Yes. You brought up uh, your interaction with Slipknot. What other ones have, for many different reasons, really stood out to you and, and... you know, given you neat stories that you can tell later in life. There are a few that really, really stick out to me. Uh, Any that you're allowed to tell. Let me think. 
Uh, Ariana Grande was a good one. So that was last year, mm -hmm. two years ago, last year. One of those. So when artists roll through Air Canada Centre and our venues, we like to give them a personalized gift from our team. Our team does research and we like to see what they like and then we'll make a gift based off of that. So for Ariana Grande, she has a bunch of dogs and it's like seven or eight dogs. Mm -hmm. She's a huge Harry Potter fan and she loves Halloween. And we're like, okay, crap, how are we going to combine all this? Let's make customized, personalized Harry Potter dog costumes. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and give them to Ariana Grande. So uh, we waited after the show to present it to her. And it because you like, were afraid that if she freaked it before the show, she might go, not go on stage she, and just go home and play with her dogs. Totally. She yeah. would have been like, done. I don't yeah. need to be here. <laughs> want to ruin the Thanks, Toronto. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, yeah, it was just my team and I waiting backstage. And I remember we had waited for like maybe like 15, 20 minutes. And we saw her just kind of walk by like the VOM area. We're like, oh my God, she's gone. Like we're not going to be able to present this present it to her like she's leaving the building she's going towards the bus and then maybe five minutes later all you see is her running back she's like oh my god the dog costume ladies <laughs> and that's how you now know Terry on yeah, Grande yes, the dog I'm costume the lady. dog costume lady uh, and she was like yeah no we were leaving and then I remembered that you guys had a gift for us so I had to come oh, back so that was really nice so she, sweet yeah she came back and she was so nice so sweet said hi to everyone shook all of her hands spent like a good I would say 10 minutes with us yeah, really? which was very yeah for an artist that's pretty long and yeah, it was, it was like great. Like she came back specifically just to say like thank you. Just that was to amazing. Say, just to get the gift and to get the gift and yeah. to say thank to you. Cash oh, to cash in. Nice. To cash in. To cash in. You know, I made myself in Toronto. I did my part. Now let me get my dang let dog me get costume. My gift. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I earned this. Now are the, were they broken up into like rival houses? Did you have like Ravenclaw dogs? And did you have <laughs> you know? No, no, no Hufflepuffs. I mean, now that I think back at it, we probably should have done that. Yeah. That would have been great, but no. But I don't believe in segregated households, so I didn't want to divide up the children. Of course. No, it makes complete <laughs> sense. Yes. Ariana Grande is such a sweetheart. I've never met her. I like how I'm, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Sweet I say girl. that definitively. Yes. But uh, SNL is also one of my favorite places to to spend my Friday or my my Friday nights. Mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live is my favorite place to spend my Friday nights. Um, <laughs> And her ability to to spit out impressions Ooh, of other singers. So impressive. Oh my goodness. I would almost go to a concert just to watch her do back to back to back do impressions. Do that. Her Celine Dion one, I was like, Ooh. Oh, her Celine's great. And she does like the chest thing too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's got it down. Yeah. She's great. There's not many people that can pull off a Celine. A Celine Dion. A Celine. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Celine. Oh, I Hello, like Hello, my name is Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Uh, I want to go to Vegas just to see her perform. Oh my I gosh, I was just saying that I really want to book a trip to Vegas to see Celine and to see Britney, Britney and yeah. to see J-Lo. J-Lo's doing Vegas now too? I'm, isn't she? I thought she was doing a new TV show. Backstreet Boys are. Right? Backstreet Boys are. Well, holy smokes. I would go. I would just that's a great, go that's for like a, a weekend. That's a great trifecta. You just go and like... Returns of the Friday, 90s. Saturday. Well, they go, they go 90s and 2000s. You know, you forget about Millennium. That's, that was a big album and it came out. Millennium, you know? Yes. But were they already on the decline by the time Millennium God. came out? I feel like they were. I mean, was it though? Millennium had I Want It That Way on it, which is um, the biggest song no, of it all didn't. time. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think it was. Uh, they, they were pretty primed then. So. Yeah, like yeah. Black and Blue is kind of like that. That, that <laughs> yeah. was when it was. That's when it happened. The call is like, yeah, this isn't working. Wait, no, the yeah. call was really good. It's an okay song, but but did you see the music? Not, it doesn't video stack up. The video is really weird. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and at that point, Howie and Kevin both have the exact same haircut and like goatee, and they they, they all dress like they're in the Matrix. It's kind of funny. That's true. Great, yeah. That's true. That's true. But I do remember Rick Campanelli when he was leaving Much Music. The last the last video <laughs> he played on his farewell shift what? was the call because the lyrics like I got I'm going to a place nearby. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. That's so, brilliant. Rick Campanelli. Can you? 
explain to me the, the the thought behind gifting super awesome people with super awesome things? Yeah, like we kind of just we look and try to find out things that the artist really likes. So like with The Weeknd, for example, when he was here earlier this year, he is huge on video games, like loves video games. Apparently when he's in his dressing room, he just loves to play video games. So we decided to give him his own personalized video, like arcade console. And it featured like over 3000 games. Like when you turned it on, it would sing his song and it had like its tour art on it. And he like loved that. So it's just like things, things, things like that. We want to try to. But isn't there a belief that they might be able to buy it themselves. I mean, that's true, yes, but we really want to leave an impression mm-hmm. with them and just kind of thank them on behalf of Toronto for like coming through the city and we just want to thank them for coming to our venue, right? Because every other venue kind of does like a generic gift. Like it's like, here's cake, here's, yeah. you know, like some cookies with your face on it. No, we want, <laughs> we want to stand out too. I'll totally take cookies with my face on it. It'd be a big cookie. I got a giant head. But that's why I'd be down for it. Yeah, no, we we kind of strive to make a lasting impression, which is great because some of them actually post our gifts on their Instagram. I would imagine in your time here that you've had repeat guests come through that then it actually lingers in their mind that you do something nice for them that's out of the ordinary. Yeah. And it must like sit there. Ariana Grande ran back from the tour bus. Yeah. Totally. To make sure she met you. Of course, yeah. So we even with like the weekend team. So he's he's had three shows in mm-hmm. the building this year. So uh, we didn't we didn't uh, meet him like this past weekend when he was here. But <laughs> his, his tour. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boo. Uh, his tour definitely remembered us and was like, "Yo, like we love the console. Yeah. We take it everywhere." So that's just, it's just nice to hear. So that's the amazing. That's like the yeah. reward, and it's like fun for you guys to be creative. Like, how can we do this? Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, it's fun putting the gift gifting together. Gifting them, and it's just like it's fun to give a gift no matter what. You know, when I give a gift to my brother, it's like when he just lights up. You know. But do you ever feel pressure to outdo yourself? Like, so the next time he comes in town, is like, oh, what are we gonna do this time? Yes, all that's the time. The hard part. All the time. Well, I can't remember the artist that we had that we were like, oh, we did such a great gift for him, and oh I don't remember what it was it might have been Drake it might have been Drake mm-hmm. I think it was Drake because I remember the, he was the very first gift that we actually gave as a part of MLSE Live mm-hmm. and he like loves ping pong so we got him an OVO ping pong table no way and then awesome. when he came back we're like ooh what are we gonna get him uh, cardboard cutout of himself cookies with his face on it definitely oh. <laughs> they say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach yes and I bet you Drake is no different he, he's a man. He's a man. Yeah. And what a man. I always think of their tour schedule and the fact that they get into town, perhaps if they're on a bus, especially they get into town, maybe 3, 4, 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. They maybe get to go to a hotel and sleep the rest of their crappy night mm-hmm. there. Like, not that it's a crappy hotel, but, you know, you kind of get a little bit of sleep on the bus as you try to unwind. And then you have to go for sound check mm-hmm. and you get out of sound check. You hopefully get something to eat. You go out, you give your everything in this performance and then you get back on a tour bus and you do it all over again. Do you hear many of these stories? Do you get to hear like some of the craziness that maybe someone's gone through or? I mean, I haven't heard so much of that mm-hmm. side of it. I think that would be interesting though. I would love, I don't know how they, some of them do it to be honest. No. I actually don't know. I, I can't imagine living a life like that. You understand when they start to burn out, then you really see the humanity Yes. because we have a long week or you have a lot of nights or you have a lot of whatever and we can feel the wear on our body. And then you find out, like I remember when Adele was in Toronto, she had 
was it six shows and seven nights or mm-hmm. five like, shows and six nights? Yeah, something like that. And and she said that uh, when I got to go see her, she was just coming off her day off mm-hmm. and how much it meant to her just to be able to like Have breathe a for off. a day. Yeah. And I can see why they burn out because they push, they are pushed to the absolute max that we're supposed to be able to be pushed. And I don't even come into work and give like 180% every day, <laughs> but they have to be performing all the time. You got to be on all the time. Yeah, I don't know it's not just your that. show too, because it's like you're doing media, you're doing everything. Like you're there, you're, you know, you just have like events, you have like meet and greets, you have all that stuff. It's, and it's on top lot. of that, like when you run into new people, you don't want people to shit talk you, you know? When no, you, exactly. You got to be, you got to be good. Yeah. yeah you got to be on. Uh, the Conan O'Brien, uh, he put out a documentary from, from that period of time when he was off television. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there being one point, and he's kind of unraveling a little bit through the documentary. And that's mm-hmm. why I was so impressed that he actually put it out. Mm-hmm. Because he appears exposed. And he's going through, obviously, the creative and the mental process of having lost something that you've waited your whole career to do. Mm -hmm. And he had been on, like, lined up, I think, for six years to do it. Because it was, like, after Jay's next contract ends, then he gets it. Mm -hmm. So he knows it's coming six years down the road. And then you get it, and as soon as you have it, you lose it. But I remember at one point, he's going through all these meet and greets that happened before. And everyone, they would a chance to meet Conan and blah, 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 backstage. And he pulls his assistant aside after one. He's like, listen, these, they have to stop. Mm-hmm. He said, because, you know, I'm smiling and I'm laughing and I have two shows tomorrow and I'm supposed to save my voice. And then everyone in the band brings family members back and I have to meet them and I have to be on. It's a lot. You just need some downtime. You just need to be human for like five stinking minutes. Yeah. Like you gotta, uh, like I have a rule for myself that no matter what, I need at least 20 minutes to myself at the end of every day. You just, you have to do it. And how do you find that? Like it how- helps. It helps. Like I just need to be by myself, whether it's like on my phone, just like right. chilling, watching an episode of something on YouTube, whatever it is. Complete I just, like, quiet no time. No one talk. Everyone shut up. Yeah. Let me lock myself in this room yeah. and let me just do my own thing. I, that's the one thing about commuting that I miss. Yes. Because I found in the commute, whether I was in my car or on a train, then that I could kind of for an hour not owe anyone anything. And just give it to myself. Just do your own thing. Do my own thing. Yes. It's important. I (laughs) only recently learned that. Sum this up. Sporty Spice is the best, but Posh is probably the one that uh, you want to marry because she's most into long-term possibilities. She she doesn't need you. She she doesn't need me, so I need her. But I need me, and I need time to me. (laughs) So buy your 20 minutes out every single day. So I creeped your website. Oh, God. And I, it, <laughs> what a great Oh, transition. my God. Yeah. So I creeped your anyway, yeah. See, I had to make you laugh so you could be comfortable with the transition. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, I use creep really loosely because I feel if it's a website that's and okay. you posted it, it can't that's be why creeping. It's there. It is reading. True. Yeah, that's why it's there. Our past, so we talked about the RTA kind of loose connection. Mm-hmm. The Edge. <laughs> you did, were you. Were you like the Edge promo team? I what did you do with them? But on, you have it on your website. Yes, I, I was part of the Edge intern army. Whoa. Yeah. I always wanted to be part of the intern yeah, army. Yeah, that was that was a good one. I really wanted to get like like something radio under my belt. Yep. Just to like have that be like, oh, I was, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like how you flicked your hair when referring to radio, which is a spot where no one can see you. Exactly. Flick your hair. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, it was fun. We used to do, it was just like a promo team. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done a promo team before. So that was like a good experience. And I did it like, I liked it because it was like all of my friends that were doing it. Yeah. So we just kind of like hung out every show. And that's what it was. It was mainly you're activated in shows and, yes. and live events. Yeah. 
Amazing. Did, you're not going to tell me that you did something for the edge, dude. Oh, definitely. That's, How many I times said have our paths crossed? So okay. So the first time I did a couple things with the edge. Okay. But the first time, well, I don't want to date myself here. It would have been 2000. I'm guessing. Whoa. In 2000, Yo. I was. Okay, okay. <laughs> Greg, Greg and I. Thankfully, I have someone in the room that's my yeah. own age. Greg and I. How old were we in 2016? 16. Right, right, right. around there. Is so right? I was 16. And it was take your kid to work day. Okay. My dad was a car salesman. Okay. And I was like, you know what? If I got to do this report, I don't really want to do it on my dad. And that's terrible to say, but, you know, I'm kind of good without that experience. And so I just started sending emails to anyone whose email I could find at the edge and just said, hey, I have this cool project. I like to come in and shadow someone for a day. Could I do that? I got linked up with someone in marketing, like the head of the director or whatever marketing at the time. Okay. And he brought me in. And first of all, I had no idea what marketing really was. Yes. Right? All I heard was the edge. So I figured he like, was yes. in the radio or beside <laughs> the radio or listening to the radio, something in that trifecta. And the day they brought me down for the shadow was, funny enough, the morning of, and I'll be able to find out after once I look up dates if I get this right or not, Bare Naked Ladies' first show back in Toronto okay. because they had been banned from playing in Toronto from a former mayor what? for ages and ages and ages because of their name. No. Bare Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. There's no way. I'll, I'll get Kylie to look it up <laughs> as we go. So Bare Naked Ladies had a longtime ban from playing in the city of Toronto because of their name, I think it dates back to... I'm going to say 94 or 95, just thinking about how long. So this was the morning of their first show allowed back in Toronto. And it was the Humble and Fred show. So that's how I started my morning. I could go down to the uh, oh my the gosh. Humble and Fred show and watch Bare Naked Ladies come in and perform a couple songs, which I thought was amazing. Not that I was the biggest fan of theirs. Do you remember what songs? No. <sighs> but if I had a million dollars, I might remember. Oh. Um, <laughs> boom. And then I got an advanced copy of Offspring's new album, which... It was a huge deal for you. Americana. Okay. Right? And it was, this was weeks before it came out. Mm -hmm. Right? And here he had it just in his like little tray inbox, like on top of his desk. He had this album sitting there. He's like, oh, he's like, you want an advanced copy of Offspring's new <laughs> album? I'm like, holy shit, this is real life. This is what you get to do. You just get music sent to you and you can listen week before weeks before anyone gets it. And I spent the day with him, and then they brought me back, and I wrote and played, wrote, I say that like so professionally, uh, <laughs> the music track for their weekend snowboard, or their, their snow report for the winter. Really? Because they you were there like, one you, day, and are you guitar? Like, they brought me back. We want oh, you. Yeah. We choose you. Yeah. Those he, calluses on your fingers? And, and you can play guitar? He, he's yeah. like, do you play guitar? Well, I bet you that it's a pretty easy get. You know, if you have a kid wanting to come down to the edge, he's a oh, male, he's in his teens. Yeah. Uh -huh. Do you play guitar? The fool's probably going to say yes, even if he couldn't. And so they <laughs> they let me pick one up there, and they brought me back, and I had to bring my own guitar. Uh -huh. And I played the guitar track, then I played the bass track, and they brought in the drum track because I guess they didn't believe in my drum skills. We, we needed Emily. Thank you. There so for the drum track. <laughs> Except I don't know how yeah. old I was then. How old no. was I? Yeah, was probably 10. 10. Yeah. 2000? You were 10? <laughs> I was nine. <laughs> but that's really dope, though. And that was my first experience uh, with 102.1 The Edge, which is unbelievable wow. because I wanted this job in radio. I thought yes. that's definitely where I'm going to go. And that's totally not where I went at all. Uh, <laughs> but it was nothing because of anything they did. It was just but such you, a wicked you got experience. your music played on The Edge. 
I got my Pretty music amazing. played yeah. on the edge. Yeah. And you nice. will always have that. that. You always have that. Those royalty checks still coming in. So can, baby. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> I thought I was, you know, working the magic. I was 16 years old. I thought I could figure this all out, you know, start working the industry at this young age. Uh-huh. Uh, I agreed on $100 and a letter saying that I was the one who did it. And now being in the position I'm in now, I'd be like, hundred bucks, sure, no problem, we'll be in the mail. And a CD. I wanted a CD of the music so I could keep it forever with a letter that said that I did write and perform this. That's incredible. And you have the letter still? Oh yeah, I have the letter still. still. The CD? Okay, I think that's, I still, the CD. that's still oh. badass. I think I'm going to frame it. Put I think it, you put it should. On the, the podcast Instagram. You got to put it up there. Oh, I got to track it. I'm sorry, it. you have a podcast Instagram? I have a podcast Instagram. Do I need to look this up right now? Do I need to call it up. right now? Yes, when this goes live, I am most definitely following you, Emily Agard. <laughs> what is it? At Stringer Podcast. It's pretty straightforward. There's like, I don't know, four things. There's Akil Augustine with it. a mustache. I got it. Akil with a mustache? Akil with a mustache. Dang. Oh my God, here he is. It's new. This is good. Okay. So everyone thinks that a podcast, like we're not recording this right now. I hate to shatter your dreams, but this was recorded. We had just released our first episode of the podcast last week. Okay. This week, we're releasing number two, mm-hmm. but we're recording number four. Oh, snap. With, yeah. So I think works. it's the week of the 26th, yes. uh, September 26th, that we're going to, uh, that this will be out, which means the Foo Fighters album has already been released, and we all love it. We can agree in I mean, unison. it's amazing. That right. it was the best, the best thing. thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's album of the year for sure. It's already top of the charts when it comes to uh, award time. Well, this is the thing about this album, you know, obviously everyone loves that, it. Though. It's a huge hit, but it's it's too fresh right now. So, what are your top 3 Foo Fighter albums each of you right now, not including the new album because it's too fresh, it's not fair. In any order? In no, in uh, like your favorite to oh, your boy. third favorite. Okay. Uh da, 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 da. their self-titled album, so their very first like one the, with like with like, like the gun on the front. For all the cows. Big Me and stuff. That's going to be my f- number one. Oh, his first album is your favorite album. That's my favorite album. Damn. And then second one would probably be... I hope you go in order and the second one's Color in the Shape and no, the third not. one's no. freaking one by one or whatever it was. No, 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 no. I think Color in, Color in the Shape is number three and the second one is Wasting Light. Wasting Light. That is... Uh, you know what? I might say that that is my favorite Foo Fighters album of all time. Wasting Light? I think I listened to that album every day for like three months. Uh, every day. I reached out to you over Twitter like a couple weeks ago because I started listening to One One by One. Was that the name of the... Yeah, One by One. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, every song on this is a hit. Yeah. And I completely forgot about it. But my top three... Okay. Actually, I want to say this first. So the first self-titled album, one of my favorite stories from Dave Grohl ever. Yes. He wrote all the music, recorded all the music himself. Yeah. It was well received, but he didn't have lyrics for it. Yeah. And so in just a couple nights, he wrote all the lyrics to every song because to him, they were almost unimportant. And so that's why you get a song called For All the Cows oh. or whatever, because he just kind of rushed through and put lyrics to everything. I didn't know that. Yeah. Which I guess in a sense you have to really feel the music in order to feel where he was at at the time because mm-hmm. it's not so much about the words. But I think at the same time, when you're given a very little amount of time mm-hmm. to push like thoughts and ideas and feelings out, it's probably the rawest form of you. It's probably and, the best. And the best, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, the, it's the most true because you don't get to sit there and be like, well, yeah, I don't exactly. know if I should say that. I should take it back. Now I you got to run with it. Oh, run. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> Called one of the latest singles. Color in the Shape, I think I'm going to give number one. Ooh, okay. Uh, yep. Foo Fighters. That was, I mean, Everlong is on there, so. Everlong's on. I saw him tour that album uh-huh. uh, at what was is now Budweiser stage. I don't want to mess you up. This is your job. So it's now Budweiser <laughs> stage. It was called something else at the time. Uh, and he dra- drum- drammed. He, he drammed. D- he drammed and sang that whole album. Uh, he was drumming and singing because that was when they were between, um, Taylor hadn't come on board yet and they were still between drummers. And so he played and sung the whole really? thing. Which what a is badass. On friggin' real. Uh, and I think Much Music recorded it. I believe I believe they did like a live at okay. uh, event. Mm-hmm. And so I believe you can still find recordings uh, of them coming to town. Add it to my homework list. I love it. He loves Toronto. He's a huge fan of Toronto. And that's why they always, gen- well, I think they always make sure they, they mm-hmm. get it on their list. So number one, Color in the Shape. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm going to say Nothing Left to Lose. Yeah, there was nothing left to lose. Yeah, uh, stacked actors was. <gasps> I forgot about that song. Okay, so oh my gosh, stacked actors, breakout, learn to fly, give me stitches, give me stitches, generator, Aurora, uh, living skin, next year, headwires, ain't it the life, MIA. This album, like top to top to bottom, top to finish, top to finish. start to bottom, uh, <laughs> is I think perhaps their strongest. In my in my breakout opinion. and stacked actors, yeah. stacked that's actors. A big album. That's a big album. So good. I didn't and I didn't like the song at first. I remember it came out and I didn't like it. And it wasn't until I saw him perform it live and they have this massive like three minute breakdown. In the oh my god! Right in the middle and when they just have a oh, it's so good. And they just go nuts. It's so and, good. And then like Taylor plays off Dave and Dave plays off Nate and yes. Nate plays off Chris Shiflet. And I, I just, I love the whole thing. I'm nerding out huge. <laughs> Greg's just sitting back and yeah, laughing. I, I opened a can of worms. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stacked Actors, and now it's one of my favorite songs. Again, interesting story behind that. Um, <laughs> Dave tells us on, I think, their first documentary that they did. Yes. And they're on tour, and I believe they're in Europe. And he noticed everyone had a song that made the fans just do this. And I'm kind of lifting and lowering my hand mm-hmm. to a certain beat. And if you know Stacked Actors, and you've just moved your hand to the beat... That's the beat it is. And he wanted to come out to a song that had everyone jumping. Yeah. Everyone jumping. And so he found the rhythm with his hand and they sat in the back and kind of worked it out. And then they premiered it that night or debuted it that night at the show at whatever friggin' European city they're in. Uh-huh. And the curtain dropped and everyone was bouncing. Bouncing, that's the word, just yes. the way he wanted them to. I believe it. And he with knew that. he had the hit, and I love that story. The guy knows what he's doing. The guy knows uh, what he's doing. Yes. Third yeah. album. That's a good album. I'm. Oh, this one's so hard. Okay, third is Saint Cecilia EP. I'm gonna really. Go, yeah. uh, th- Whoa! It was so wow. out of left field when it came out, and I love every single track on it. Hard. How many uh, tracks is it, like six, five, five, six? Yeah. I lost that it. is so interesting to me. It. Yeah, but then followed very shortly. Like, this is <laughs> I was asked what my top comedians were by Akil, yeah. and I listed like six, and he only asked for three. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's like you asked me this for three like fighters theme, album. Right? You're gonna get. I'm just gonna four. rank them. I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> it's it's my podcast. You yeah. can't tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, Echo, silence, patience, and grace. Oh shit! I, I forgot about that one too. It's got the pretender on they it. Got a lot of hits. Uh, which I was albums. I was lucky enough to cut. A piece for the Toronto sports world. I had to fight to use the pretender yeah. because they were like, I don't know if this is a Foo Fighters rock and roll kind of crowd. Yeah. And all I did was mash together a couple videos I'd already cut with the song underneath. And I'm like, it can be anything we want it to be. Yeah. And that's like 
my pride. And actually my brother, that's the proudest thing that I've ever done in his eyes mm -hmm. is because we're all Foo Fighters fans together. Nice. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Have, you, have, you ever, have you ever met Dave Grohl? Yes. My brother surprised me. Remember the show M.O.D. on Much Music? Yeah. 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 So my brother surprised me with uh, like tickets in the audience when Dave Grohl and Taylor, Taylor Hawkins oh, were on it. And it was on like a commercial break. Cut to 16-year-old Emily in the audience. <laughs> Panting and like sweat. Oh my God, Taylor Hawkins and April are literally steps right away. Here. Yeah, shaking. Uh, commercial break. They're walking around, signing autographs, doing whatever. My brother Taylor Hawkins is walking past us and he goes, Taylor, man, like she is your biggest fan. Like she started drumming because of you. Like she loves you. Taylor turns around and was like, Come here. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh shit, like I read an article that said that you don't hug people. So, like, what do I do? And he went and stuck your hand out. <laughs> or very firm. You just go to make out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, am I supposed to make out? <laughs> no, but he hugged me and we took a great photo, took a photo of Dave Grohl. And that was probably a huge highlight of life. Of That's life. Incredible. Of life. Have you, you have met them through your job now? No, have that is that is what I. <laughs> we always talk about this because. I have asked to shadow Emily on the day. Listen, uh. if the Foo Fighters ever come to Air Canada Center, you need to capture content. 100%. And we need to team Please. up. Please, 100%. And we need to break into their dressing room so I can get a lock of Taylor Hawkins' hair. <laughs> Deal. I'll go Thank to jail you. for you. Thank I'll you. I'll go to jail for Foo Fighters. Thank like, you. hands down. Like, so no question. Like, it's, I had to think for a half second, but it was more logistically, how am I going to get all the equipment, the spy equipment that I have in through security, but then I figured it out. Yeah, totally, I'll go to jail for exactly. you. Exactly, <laughs> I would be smiling in my mugshot. They, yeah, yeah, and holding the lock <laughs> yeah. of hair. Yeah. I, how do you plead guilty? Yeah. <laughs> I did it. And I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud I have Taylor's hair. Yeah. Dude, that's not fucked up at all. <laughs> they haven't announced a, a Toronto date yet, have no, they? No, they haven't. Oh, they I've will. Been... They'll, they'll be coming to ACC for yes. sure. Yeah, yeah. I think they've done like the smaller venue kind of tour. So now they, they it's an arena tour now. They're going to come back to your Canada Center. So they need to. I haven't, I don't think we've talked about this. My brother and I in like a fit of neither passion nor rage. I can't, I can't talk about my brother and I in a fit of passion. That's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Different strokes for different folks. Uh, <laughs> let's start this over because I might edit that last part out. <laughs> My brother and I, in about 20 minutes, figured, uh, found out that they were playing Cal Jam, or they're kind of organi their organizing festival. Cal Jam. Yeah, it's theirs. Their festival in okay. San Bernardino. And then my brother figured out that tickets are only $99. And then I found flights for under $400 return, oh, which is, first of all, Canadian, very cheap to anyone listening in the States, and cross-border. And so for very little money, my brother and I are going over the Canadian Thanksgiving weekend, and Foo Fighters are playing, Queens of the Stone Age are playing. Oh my gosh, and, that is like a dream, Queens of the Stone Age and Foo Fighters? Yeah, which you know there's going to be some crossover. Oh you my. You know. Like, oh... Do you think they're going to do anything with them Crooked Vultures? Can you imagine? Maybe not. They could. They yeah, could. Like, Maybe. We'll see. We can who, get who on. Was in them? Who's the bass player? Is it like the guy Zeppelin guy? Zeppelin guy. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. I forget his name. What's his name? I don't know. Or is that That's it. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yes. So who do we have? Uh, Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, Cage the Elephant. Thank you. This is all because of Kylie. Uh, Liam Gallagher, The Kills, Royal Blood, and a bunch of people that I don't know after that. I mean, I would go for just Queens and... And Foo foofs. That's yeah. for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. It's no, it's 
in the world that we live in of like exorbitant stadium tours and ticket prices and fees that they charge you just to buy your dang ticket, $100 is nothing. Yeah. Five bands that you would play your festival. Go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Your own <laughs> festival. They got pointed. Go. I, I got the fingers first. Uh, five bands. Foo Fighters are definitely number one. Uh, live or like? Live. They have to be alive, they, they, though. They have to be still alive. Oh, they have or? to be alive, yes. Okay. They meant live? What do you oh, mean? No, yeah. live, yeah. Lip-singing? No, no, I live is what, no, he's saying live is one of his bands. Pre, Lightning crashes. Pre, yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. thought about live in yeah. so long. Yeah. Thank you for that. But go. no, not them. Okay. Sorry, guys, you're not invited. <laughs> uh, five bands, Weezer, like Foo Fighters, number one, Weezer's number two. Um, like I can go any kind of, any genre of music. You I can do go you. anywhere. This is your festival. Uh, Muse, actually. Okay. Muse is unreal live. Uh, I'm going to go Sam Smith. Just because it doesn't fit the rest of the bill, but I've never seen him live and I've always really wanted to. Okay. So I'm going to add Sam Smith. Oh, I'm under pressure here. I'm going to go with the Canadian. I'm going to go with um, City in Color. Dang. Wow. Da- Dallas Green. I had the opportunity to see him with like 120 people in a small little bar in Guelph before he released his first album. And his live, and I've seen him since then, but his pre recorded performance cannot touch his live stuff. Right. He is so much better in person and I'm under the gun. So yeah, so you have Foo Fighters, Weezer, I don't remember. Sam Smith. Sam, Sam Smith. No. So yeah, Sam Dallas Smith. Green. Dallas Green. And Muse. And Muse. That's like Thank you for remembering. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not that's my that's my It's an all-star lineup. Oh. F- oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> Sam Smith. I forgot <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins. Fuck oh. it. Sorry Sam Smith. You got bumped. You're on the B list. If anyone backs out, you're taxi squad. <laughs> Because Billy Corgan and Smashing Pumpkins get to come in first. They, they're definitely playing. Yes, 100%. Big lineup. Your turn. What about you, Big G? Well, I, I had Big the fortune G. of thinking while you were talking. But, uh, so Weezer well, for stalling. Sure. I stalled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk. Weezer for sure. Um, the stills, they're broken up, but I'd bring them. I'd, I'd pay to get really? them back together. I really love Body Divine Right. Like, good, good, mm. good Toronto band. And... Yeah, it gets tough after that. I don't know, like Arcade Fire, I really enjoy. I'm trying to think of more bands that I haven't really seen. Like, I've still never seen The Killers live, so I just do yeah. it just so they're, I can see them live. Yeah. They're great. When yeah. there was Virgin Festival that used to be on the, the island, uh-huh. uh, they headlined the one year, um, and Killers were unbelievable live. They're very good live. Yeah, yeah. Really? yeah So much energy. Like, they have that new album coming out, and I'm like, I'm seeing them on this tour. This is happening. They're, they're playing the ACC in like, December. In January. 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 It's one of the J months. <laughs> yeah. There's only three, so it's a quarter of the year. January. So I'm planning to go to that. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. So definitely those, the three, I don't know. It gets tough. I really love like High My Love, but it's like the two albums are great. I don't know. It's hard. It's like I'm trying to rank. I'm trying to think of like my favorite bands, but yep. I'd really love to see High. I'd really love to see Spoon. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. A lot of good bands. Okay. I hope tough. you kind of have this look about you right now, like you got the shit figured out. You know exactly know. what you're going to say. But I hope it's as hard for you as it was for us. So, Emma, it is. There are a lot of artists that I would want in my own festival. Right. You're the one who picked five, though. I know. I should have said that? ten. Right? Yeah. How it's dare ten. I limit uh. us? Um, okay. Well, the Foo Fighters are obviously number one. Yeah, thank you. I'm obviously going to go with New Kids on the Block as number two. Ooh, this is yes. Like- <laughs> we haven't even touched on this oh, yet. God, don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Uh, Foo Fighters, New Kids on the Block, Big Sean. It's a great festival, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has Good. an attendance of like 17 Arkells, people. <laughs> and oh. yeah, and one more. I need to get a female artist in there. She's biting her nails. Oh, I'm glad you thought of that. Dang it. I should have thought. This is so hard. This is so hard. (laughs) I'm stressed. 
<laughs> we can cut out silences. Um, Were you ever uh, Emily Haynes fan at all? Yeah, Metric. Yeah, Metric. Yeah. Mm. Death from Above, 1979. I yes. know they're t- Toronto, and I've seen them so many times, but like, oh my God, wait, no, I've hold never on, seen wait, wait, them wait. Live. hold okay. on, take it back, take Jack it back, take it back, take it back, take it back. Okay, Billy Talent. Billy really? Talent. Billy Talent. Like old Billy I, Talent? I don't care what Billy Talent. I love <laughs> Billy Talent. All Billy, Billy Talent. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I am a huge Billy Talent fan. I love how Canadiana we went with this, yes. except if you wanted a female artist, we could have said Avril Lavigne. You're going to pass? Interesting story about Avril Lavigne. First of all, (laughs) incredibly nice, even like in the early days when things were moving perhaps too quickly for her. Yes. um, She played a mall not far from here. I knew about it. My brothers didn't. I lived in the city already. So I drove up, woke my brothers up at 6 a.m. because they still lived at home. They were massive Avril Lavigne fans. Yeah. Skater boys? (laughs) They're big time skater boys. Drove them down to this mall. Stood in line, got wristbands, then went into like the HMV, got them the record because we were able to meet, do a meet and greet after. And they have photos with her and signatures. And she was like awesome. Okay, she, that's cool. She really, really was. She That's dope. You know, as I said, it was probably at that time where she was being overworked and underpaid. Right. And as I said, things were probably moving. Uh, like my perception on it now is being older and adult. Uh, things were probably moving a little too fast for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was awesome to be around and one of those things that my brothers don't forget. And so when they get a memory out of it, that's really what this is all about, isn't it? Just giving them a memory. Yes, that's good to know. And now I'd like to change my top five because I just (laughs) remembered that Derek Wibley was with Avril Lavigne and now I I just remembered my love for Sum 41. Sum 41 was great. Yeah, they've got to be somewhere in there. Oh, I loved Sum 41. This is now like a top seven. Uh, I'm so sorry. Top top, top eight. We're just expanding our roster. Actually, what's happening is Greg goes day one, Clayton gets day two, and M gets day three of a three day festival exactly so we can start trading a couple and then we're going to open up a side stage for the weekend uh on the weekend not for For the the weekend it's a different type of music the xo stage (laughs) so we could (laughs) so we can really start exploring you know maybe some of the forgotten artists that that we'd like to bring back in serial joe uh, (laughs) every time i grew up with them they're a new market they're they're at a new market um as our two members of Tokyo Police Club. Yep. But Serial Joe was really like in that scene and they were kind of breaking through when I was coming through high school. Mm-hmm. And I would bring that, if we had a side stage, I'd definitely get them back together because me being yeah. 15 or 16. The people they bring out. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I would be one of them. Let's not forget some of the people that were on each the of our lists. sell tickets, Clay. folks. <laughs> that's why it's a B stage. Um, wait, we have so the Foo Fighters playing two days. Yes. Oh, there you, you know, go. Yeah, and Smashing true. Pumpkins. We are delivering. Weezer playing twice. It's true. We're yeah. fine. They're this just festival. like in the, the small print. Serial Joe like that. Yeah. What are we going to call like our festival? <laughs> the Gregum Clay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Gregum Clay. So do you still have, I meant to ask this before, but I forgot. Now I remembered. Do you still have that photo of you and Taylor? I do. And can are we allowed I, to post it on yeah, our Instagram when this goes live? You can. I have two photos with him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, and it's actually quite funny because the floor director. We're, we're, it's not funny. It's amazing. You're, you're Let's not be allowed honest. to take photos technically right. in the studio, and the floor director 
specifically like don't take out your cameras or your phones or whatever um and obviously i was like fuck this like i really want to <laughs> like i'm meeting taylor hawkins don't get in my way yeah i'm meeting taylor hawkins like taylor hawkins is hugging me right now yeah. we're gonna take a photo <laughs> yeah. and so my brother's taking the photo clearly he's into it right behind is the floor director doing this give me the phone yeah give me the phone so I will, shit. yeah didn't get the phone yeah didn't get the phone. I, you drove in from brampton listen do they, do they even know I, the kind of people that come out of brampton road trip <laughs> right you don't mess we're street you know street actually knocks in the back pocket fucking lay five across the face <laughs> i got to go to intimate an intimate interactive with food fighters Ooh. when they're promoting one by oh. one and it's pretty awesome That's the whole hour awesome. and a half they played we're standing right in front of them but my friend Ted was like the biggest Taylor Hawkins fan. Yes. After they're like, there's a lot of biggest doing, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, everyone's. So I don't understand how there's not more. more. And yeah. Taylor was like, he just played a whole. They just played the whole set. It was great. And afterwards, they're signing autographs. They're doing everything for all the like the you know the eighty kids that they let in the, the building. So then we have a, but it's like this is two thousand one or something. So we have a disposable camera. So Ted's like, take my photo, take my photo with Taylor, and then he kind of gets Taylor's attention. Taylor turns around and goes. But I'm so nervous because I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a photo. And I'm like, and I take the photo really fast. And it's shaky. But we don't know because Polaroid, it's a uh, disposal camera. So then like a week later, we get the photos uh, developed. And the photo is like, you see like this part of my friend Ted's chin. And then just like the tail shirt. Yeah. Ted Taylor Hawkins is wearing no shirt. So it's just like his pecs and like the top two abs that he has. And it's just like the most hilarious photo of all time. And it's just like completely <laughs> off frame. And Ted was so mad at me. And he was just like, you posted like, with you ruined stick. my moment. You yeah. posted with a sticky that says, this is Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at those abs. Look, check out that bod. You know, that's Taylor. Hawkins. I mean, I would take that photo. No, it's a great photo. I'll try and get that photo. You can post them side by side with. Yeah. I would love yeah, to yeah. get that photo. That's hilarious. When, when Foo Fighters went on a bit of a hiatus a few years ago, Taylor Hawkins broke out. And Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. And the Coattail Riders. And they played Mod Club. Yes. And my brother and I, Eric, who's, again, he's the one I travel with to the Food Fighters show. We went yeah. to Louisiana together. We've seen him in Toronto a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. And we're going to California together. He, where am I going with this? Oh, yeah, we saw him together at, at Mod Club. And it was so neat because, first of all, he played and sang the whole show. Yes. On drums. Yes. He drammed. And then he for drammed. the encore, they came out and they did Hotel California. Oh, that is like a signature Hawkins move. Is it really? It is. Okay. Like he he does play Hotel, Hotel California. He did. Everywhere. In front of me. Classic Hawk. Classic Hawk. Again, it was one of these neat things where you realize that your your music tastes are evolving and yes. growing. Where you're like, okay, I love this band. But then I can really appreciate the members of this band when they go off and do their other thing. Yeah. And we went and supported them live. And he was great. But then Foo Fighters got back together, which I think everyone wanted Anyway, yeah, it made us all more. completely happy. Yes. So looking into October, mm -hmm. what's your schedule like? What can is there anything you can promote that you want to pump that you're going to be doing? Where can we find you? Where can you find me? Uh, you can At find a me? cubicle yes. behind a laptop. That is true. Smiling all the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I just, I on MLSC Live, you'll have, we're doing a bunch of new stuff with like artists rolling through the venues. <laughs> we're doing some stuff with Warner Music. So you'll see like interviews with more Warner artists on there. Oh, that's exciting. Um, is that through MLSC Live? That's through MLSC Live, yeah. yeah. Um doing some stuff with the Leafs. We're going to be filming a new show for the Toronto Maple Leafs soon. So that'll be fun. You can and look forward to that. Ooh, that's you through yeah. Leafs TV. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, Leafs TV. And then uh, I'm also filming a new kids television show, what? which is quite fun. You, interesting. You have history in with YTV. Yeah. And so I know you've, and CBC Kids. And TV as, Kids. Yeah. And TV, yeah. Yeah. So is this through that channel? 
Uh, it'll be on TVO Kids. It'll be on TVO yeah, Kids. Yeah, next year. And what's the what's the premise? So How much can you give us? The premise is basically it's a sh- it's a show about teaching kids about different cultural parties. So like you you gonna see me at bar mitzvahs. You gonna see me at like Ukrainian festivals. Are you you're, and you're gonna be there? <laughs> I will be there. And you're gonna dress up. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> you're a pretty snazzy <laughs> person. Like... I expect that you will dress accordingly. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. That's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. And have you started filming that yeah, already? Yeah, we have. Oh my goodness. Yes. So TVO Kids. Yeah. That's where that's going to be. MLSC Live. Yeah. At the Air Canada Center. Yep. At every concert. Yep. On the Twitter sphere. Yep. The gram. Yes. Do you Snapchat? <laughs> Barely. Oh. Yeah. I'm, Instagram I'm, story ruined Snapchat. You true. Said last yeah. time. True. Yeah. Once Instagram agree. story came out, I was like, bye, Snapchat. Yeah. See ya. See, I, I hold to the idea that I have different groups of people. Uh, one group's on Snapchat, one group's on Instagram, and there's people in the Instagram world that I don't know if I really want them seeing the kind of stuff that I snap. I guess that's true. That like, is true. Even yeah. the simple stuff, like sometimes. I just lay in the bed and I snap the ceiling because yeah. just, I don't know, the angles in my that's room. What you do. That's what I do. It looks artsy to me, okay? You know? Yeah. I don't want anyone who's on my Instagram to see that no, because they're like, why are you laying in bed? It's got to be at least 11 a.m. Yes. Okay, I get you. Right? I see what you mean. Right? Okay. If it's like 6 30. You're trying to protect yourself, yeah. okay? I I'd, I'd be proud if it was 6 30 a.m. and I was getting out of bed, but yes. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I'm a either. night owl. Yeah. Can we, are we going to be able to get you to a TFC game soon? What do we have to do? Yes. I want to come to a Drag TFC. Drag your awesomeness game. out. I love TFC right? so much. I it's love been, being at BMO Field. It's been such a, it's not a TFC podcast. But kind of feels like a TFC podcast sometimes. Please bring me to a game. But let's, yes. yeah, just come on out. Yes. We'll, we'll get you, we'll get you there. We'll get you yes. sideline. We'll have some fun. We had some fun la- this time last year. Was, was it? it? Yeah, I think it was this time last year you were there. Yes. And it's always neat when I see friends of mine in completely different settings yes. where I don't expect to see them yeah. because I'm like, oh my goodness, now you're inside my thing. This is great. I can show you around. This is the field. This is the ball. This is the net. And I get really excited. So having you there was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I want to do that again. Kylie, <laughs> anything you'd like to add? Actually. Do you have a, do you have a, <laughs> like, actually, do you have a festival I've, lineup? Yeah, I do. Yes. Oh. Hey. Right. Okay. Okay. So. I'm going to do Metallica. Okay. Oh. Alice in Chains. This is, okay, we're like okay. early 90s. Uh, Four Fighters, Horsemen. obviously. Thank you. Yes. Um, Coldplay. Uh-huh. And Mumford and Sons. That's a pretty good festival lineup. That's, that's, that's a solid, one. actually, it's probably the most put together <laughs> than any of us. I had a lot Decisive of time to think about it. I, I like that. But I'm going to take it one step further. If you've been uh, to any festival, you have like your 12, 30, 1 o'clock person. Yeah. But then you have like your 9 o'clock headliner star who's walking on the stage for you at nine o'clock and going to close out the night with a massive two hour set oh because they're all such strong artists oh, let's yeah. be honest serial joe is going to be on the twelve thirty b stage for me it's either between metallica or foo fighters for me that's, foo fighters that's i think the foo fighters it's now yeah. a four it's now a four-day festival <laughs> yeah. we have to pay dave grohl and company to play yeah. three of those three nights. nights yeah but headline all three nights you know they headline. can do it <laughs> i'm so yeah, proud of us they could oh. do your three albums each night, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's it. One night, Colin Schaefer in the back, then Wasting Light. Can they please? Can we start a thing? Can this be it's a petition thing. that we put out? I don't know what we have to do to put a festival together. Anything could be better than that piece of shit fire festival that went on the Caribbean. I think we can make this happen. I can't. If they can touch it, I can go there. Let's do it. Emily, this was 
perhaps the most fun I've ever had talking music. <laughs> this was fun. You Thank know, you, know you know so what much. This felt like kind of really quickly. This felt like I, you remember the show Radio Free Roscoe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I take that as a compliment. It is, because I was obsessed with that show. (laughs) Okay, okay, good. Then I definitely take that as a compliment. Emily Agard, everyone, she is just the best. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Don't forget, please eat your vegetables. That was so much fun. (laughs) That was actually so much fun. Come in. Oh my god, were you yeah. here? <laughs> you were waiting this entire you time. You could have come in. Why didn't you want to interrupt? <laughs> he was right there. Good call. He's probably just an eye from outside. Yeah, I saw him earlier. Like, we saw him. I was like, yeah, I was like, hi. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm so bad. <laughs>